Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rewind and Reload. Hope you're ready for a spooktacular night. We are definitely feeling the season of the witch here and wanted to bring the curse of Halloween to you. Uh, once again, I am joined by Quentin. Hello. And Tim. Hey everybody, it's me, Markiplier. <laughs> so, uh, it's been... I think a week, maybe, yeah, probably about a week. Just about. Since we recorded last time, so. What were you guys up to? How about you, Tim? Um, in the spooky season feel, I don't know what I was trying to say there, in the spirit of the spooky season, um, I've been playing a game called Graveyard Keeper. Kind of like Stardew Valley, but with a graveyard. And you can make zombie people to do, like, automate things, and it's actually kind of, it's actually really interesting, I think. As someone who's into games where you just sink time into them. I know Carly so. likes Stardew Valley a lot, so that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say since it happens in the intro, but it's basically an isekai-like farming sim. And I get to explain what an isekai is to mm-hmm. everyone but Quentin, it's the like anime trope of getting transported into another world. Like, your character in the GIS game basically get hit by, gets hit by a car and then wakes up as a graveyard keeper. So. Hmm. They have to but die. But he's not a graveyard keeper before it? Nah, he's just uh, some like office worker who's like, oh, I gotta get home, and he's at a convenience store, and then he walks outside and gets hit by a car. That's that's as much backstory as we get to the life before this. It's really uh, up to interpretation as to whether this is his version of heaven or hell. I mean, the entire motivation is to get back to his... I don't remember what the, what he calls them. I don't think it's a gendered person. I think he just says, like, my beloved or something. Gender fluid, man. Nah, it's really just, like, his computer. I have to get back and fucking kill that hard drive before anyone finds it. <laughs> That's a... There's a an anime with an isekai in it called... Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, and that's, like, a legitimate thing before the guy dies. He looks at someone and he's like, make sure to clear all my hard drives. Yeah. Then they throw it in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent work, boys. <laughs> I'll make sure to do that for you, Tim. Please. I might just take it, honestly. You probably got well, some you good can look stuff. It, but like I don't know, man. That's such a weird thing to think about, I think, is like media that people have left behind. I don't know. Strange. Yeah, that would be weird. But Quinn, what were you up to this week? Um, it was uh, it was the spooky week, like Tim said. Uh, as of recording, yesterday it was actually Halloween. No, it's today. That's where we're releasing this episode. Two days, hopefully, two days after Halloween, three days after Halloween. No, but yesterday, no, was, yesterday was Halloween. Time, is, time is a construct. Don't time is fluid. It. Okay. Um. Anyways. Uh, I uh, 
was a little pissed off. It was a, it was a nightmare before Christmas around here. We got a bunch of snow on Halloween. Yeah, like, yeah, we what did. in the world? Ended up getting one set of trick or treaters at my house. So like, my girlfriend's just like, "What are your guys' favorite candies?" One of the girls said Twix. So I just dumped an entire bag of Twix in her bag because I was like, "I have so much candy right now. Just take this, please." I mean, we're the same way at our house. But do you yeah. think that was a better or worse Halloween for that? child in the time that we gave out ramen in high school um i would probably say much better not only did <laughs> we give out ramen i'm i put a cold piece of lasagna in someone's bag i forgot about that was it I, was it like in a container no oh I, I knew that i knew the kid at least i don't know if that makes it better or not Was it like loose to where it could get its condiments all over other candy items? No, I mean after you after you refrigerate a lasagna, it gets pretty it gets pretty you know stuck I together. Get that, but if he walked around for a little longer, <laughs> it would have warmed up. To be fair, he, pro- he probably sh- dumped it in the yard. <laughs> I'm sure there might have been a little bit of ground beef in with his Kit Kats, but it's fine. That's fair. I mean. Lasagna is good though, so I wouldn't complain yeah. too much. Yeah. What about uh, what about you? What was what was your week like? It was pretty busy, honestly. I finally got around to watching Green Room, which I've been trying to watch for like weeks now. Oh um, yeah. What it is, was. Uh, what is that? It is a story about like a band. Like a like a heavy metal like punk band that are like on tour and they play a show for neo Nazis. <laughs> then they watch a neo Nazi kill a woman and then they pretty much have to fight for their lives to get out. Oh. It's like a thriller movie more so than anything. Yeah, you might remember it, Quinn, as the movie that I recommended on the Backdash once, where I said, if you want to see Patrick Stewart be a skinhead. Oh, yeah. And he makes a great skinhead. It is completely out of character. I never would have thought. Yeah, it's like is that a, the is antithesis that a of every... Yeah, what? I think it's a compliment of his acting ability. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I meant. Like, I think it shows, like... He's completely the opposite way from a neo-Nazi, but he plays one so well that it just shows that, like, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. But yeah, that's about all I did. I recorded uh, me and my wife, Carly, and um, our buddy Joey which is your guys' buddy, Joey, too, recorded our new podcast, Nightmare Notes. And that premiered yesterday as of recording today, but two days ago, if we release tomorrow? Yeah, the, the hope is tomorrow or the day after, so we'll see. Yeah. Like I said, so, time is a construct. Don't worry about it. I feel like doing the podcast thing, you just can't get too close to, like, today events because you're still gonna post it in like a couple days 
I mean, it's all fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I really did this week. So go check out the podcast and that movie. John's getting them early plugs. That's like literally all I have to plug later. (laughs) So So I'll just be quiet later. (laughs) But um, you guys want to get into our topic today? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the let's get to the goods. Alright. Well, it's it's the season. It's the spooking season. So probably already guessed it. Today we're gonna be talking about Halloween. Not the uh holiday, but the movies. Halloween has been marked as one of the starting points for the horror genre as we know it today. It also kicked out kicked off like badass lone woman survivor cliches and a lot of other cliches. Um, So I have some fun facts about the movie that I was going to read off uh, to you guys and see, see if you guys have any too. But Halloween was originally like a lot of inspiration came from Psycho, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, also, the towns and a lot of the characters are pulled directly from the screenwriters' like childhood and favorite movies, too. And then another fun, uh, or I thought it was like kind of funny, but like in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, like the, uh, the woman in that is actually Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. And she plays yeah, about that. in Halloween. So that was like, whoa. Um, the mask was, which <laughs> probably everyone knows, is a Captain Kirk mask. Um, and I, I thought this was really funny, is William Shatner has actually been on record saying that he has worn Michael Myers' mask. Like for Halloween, like multiple Halloweens, he has gone trick or treating with that mask on. No way. Yeah, like he doesn't care that they use the mask. Like he's never asked for royalties, but he found it like he uses it like all the time to go trick or treating. That's funny. Yeah. Um, the house that they used. So this was like a really low budget like horror film. Like pretty much all of them back then. But um, it was just an abandoned house that they happened to find. So they actually shot everything in the house, like, backwards. So, like, the opening scene of the movie was the last thing they shot. And in one day, they painted the house. They redid the house. Redid certain sections of the inside of the house. So the cameraman... When he walks through with the POV shot in the opening sequence, um, he had to be really careful because if he was like an inch or two over, you would just see bare drywall and like holes in walls and shit. Uh-huh. Because it like they they were on that low of a budget. That's the magic of cinema, baby. Yeah, I mean this movie kind of, I think is it's one of the first like not what's it called. Like, long shots that I know about, where it's, like, one, like, full shot that I can think of. Because, like, the scene where, um, 
Jamie Lee Curtis and her friends are like walking down the street. That's all steady cammed. I don't remember what it's actually called, but there was yeah, like a no. steady cam precursor, and they used that to like film this really like ongoing shot. Yeah, they did like all their scenes are like all one one long like shot, one like you shots. said. Yeah. yeah, which might have happened to be because of the whole low budget thing that they didn't have enough time to like take it could be all yeah. this stuff and cut it together. I don't know. I think it works really well for horror movies because it creates more suspense because you're following them instead of like cutting around and shit. Yeah, I would say so. I like shots like that, but I also am on record as being a super big fan of sound footage. So I, I guess it's just, uh, there's that too. But Yeah. So another fun fact was they finished the movie, cut it and put it together for the producers. And they actually did an initial screening and they were like, this isn't scary enough. So they were like, you guys got to create more suspense or something. Well, that's why there's all those shots of, I'm sorry if you're cutting, you're cutting out a little bit for me. And maybe you've said it already, but isn't that why there's all these shots of Michael Myers just standing there? Well, yeah, that's one of them, but it's also where uh, the theme song came from too. Oh, okay. Fair because enough. the theme song was never actually originally in it. And John Carpenter uh, actually put it together and he, he claims to have done it in like a week, and I don't know if that's No, he did it in a day. He claims oh, yeah, he did day, it in right. one day. Yeah, I don't like know if the that's true, song? but just the theme song he got on a like an accordion. I mean the piano a, part, fine. Yeah. So he claims he did it all in one day, and then if you watch the end rolling scenes, he actually it's the bowling ring philharmonic uh, orchestra is what he labeled himself as. <laughs> He didn't write his own name. He, like, came up with, like, this orchestra named after his hometown. Which would go on to be the site of the Bowling Green Massacre, as we all know. Just, uh, just look that up if you're not familiar. It's a good story. I might look it up. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I have that in the first movie, at least... Four men and one woman played Michael Myers throughout the movie. So John Carpenter played every time um, they had to smash stuff. Like every time Michael Myers had to smash stuff, they had to get it right on the first take because this house they couldn't like redo or anything for second shots. So he wanted to make sure it was right. So he did it all himself. There was a woman that played... All, did all the POV shots for the opening sequence where little little Mikey Myers goes and kills people. But she also does a stand-in later on where she's just, like, staring at people. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. But those are my fun facts, at least for the first movie. Um, but I don't know if you guys have anything to add for that. But I, I mean, I don't have anything... I don't, did I talk about watching The Shining last week on this podcast, or was that the other one? Uh, this I don't think it was this one. I don't remember it. I just remembered the story about how, 
like the reason that the door breaking scene, The Shining, is so good is because Jack Nicholson was a firefighter, so he knew exactly how to use the axe to like split a door. So that's why you see him like go in and then like twist, which was really good. So I wonder if like I don't know. I think um, The Shining influenced a lot of movies, so I wonder if John Carpenter took influence or not. And I, I have no idea. It might have, yeah. I mean, yeah, they. It's like or if noted. his natural, if his natural like historical family background as a carpenter came through, and he probably, just knows a lot about wood. Probably. <laughs> I just want to point out that this movie had a budget of 300 to 325,000 and made 60 to 70 million dollars. Yes. I, you could have told me 300 to 325 dollars and I might have <laughs> believed you. Because there's not a lot of like other than buying the property I guess to film on or at least leasing it to film on, I don't feel like there was a lot of money spent in this movie other than cameras and editing and but this was in what the seventies, so it's like it was. Um, and I feel like John Carpenter's yeah. the kind of director who's like, "No, I'll, I'll do all that myself. Don't worry about it." Uh-huh. Yeah, it was seventy eight, so that's that is like a decent yeah, like budget, decent I guess. But like, it's still really low. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. But yeah, so if you guys want, we'll start rolling through. The movies, I mean, there's a lot of them. There's, oh shit, six of them in the first kind of storyline. There's two of them that Rob Zombie did. There's another two with a separate storyline. And then there's the new one that just came out last year. So, there's... There's also a Atari 2600 video game from 1983. I mean, if you want to give us some insight to that. I feel like I don't. So I just happened to see that on the wiki. I didn't know about that. (laughs) Well, that's perfect. But, um, all right. So we'll start on the first movie and just start kind of rolling through these. But so the first movie, the first opening shot was 1963, um, where we see little Mikey Myers put on a mask, a little clown outfit, and he kills his own sister while she's uh, getting freaky, which is like a complete, you know, slasher movie cliche. Yeah, I feel like, I don't remember, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't remember which, I feel like Friday might have started that, but I don't, I can't be sure. Um, I think this might have predated Friday. Did it? I think so. You you could be completely right. Yeah, you are. You're one hundred percent right. By yeah. two years. I think there was so I only, guess this movie did. There was only a few movies really that came like slasher movies that came out before this. And that's why like a lot of this was pulled from like Psycho. Yeah. yeah which yeah, predated yeah. it by quite a bit. But um I guess this Texas Chainsaw might have been like the big one with like horny teens, but that one kind of devolves pretty quickly from horny teens into yeah, really graphic violence. Yes, I would say that that's probably one of the most 
graphic, violent slasher movies um, for that time, at least. I mean, I guess there's this, like, I, I remember there is, like, a, a post-sex scene in Slasher, but or not in Slasher, in Psycho, rather. But I don't think, obviously, that it influenced the horny teen aspect. Yeah, I think the horny teen aspect kind of started coming from Halloween, but I don't, I think it really implemented hard when Friday came out. Because, I mean, that was the whole basis behind Friday the 13th is the horny teens thing, you know? I mean, yeah, but in later Halloween films, that is where um, Michael Myers got his signature catchphrase, do I make you horny, baby? I didn't. Just, I was going to say in the voice. The con- we're just ending the podcast right now. I'm going to end on that joke because it won't get any better. <laughs> I was going to do the voice, but I was like, ah, I'll fuck it up somehow. <laughs> All right. So to get to get off of that tangent and continue, um, after that happens in the movie, uh, we see him escape in 1978, which is when they filmed. And um, he goes back to his original house, and then we meet Lori, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And um, she is babysitting a boy that night, and she walks up to the house, that the old Myers house, and he becomes obsessed with her. And then goes on a killing rampage, kills all of her friends, goes after her. All that crap. So she's really smart. She doesn't get killed. She ends up getting away from him. The police think that they caught him and killed him, but <laughs> he, they did not. They actually, um, I think in the second movie, it opens up with them killing a guy that's dressed up the same way as Michael Myers, but it's just a random team. So that's cool. Um, There's like, I feel like they've leaned, they lean on that multiple times. So yeah. So then yeah, Halloween two picks up. They filmed it in 1981, but it literally picks up moments after the first one ends um and we see Lori. she's in the hospital because she got stabbed and michael myers just keeps coming after keeps coming after and we really don't know until a little bit into this movie why he's going after her so much oh sorry just a quick thing um he doesn't this isn't that's not the the first one isn't the movie where they lean on the oh this was a guy dressed like him Halloween 2 literally picks up where Halloween 1 leaves off. Yeah. Where he gets shot from off the balcony by... By Dr. Loomis, right? Yes, 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 by Dr. Loomis. Yeah. And then it picks up, and yeah, the police think they killed Michael Myers because they just hit some random kid dressed as Michael Myers. But he has blonde hair. But anyways. um, But yeah, so... Michael Myers keeps going after her, keeps going after her, and 
it's kind of like, all right, why is he so obsessed with her? And Lori starts having these flashbacks to when she was a child and her mom telling her, oh, you're not my daughter. And then she has a flashback of seeing a young boy in a psychiatric ward. And as the audience, you're kind of putting it together that Michael Myers is actually her brother. Um, And she was born right before he killed his um, older sister. And he was committed like right after. So she was a little baby when this all happened. Yeah. What a twist. Big twist. Um, Then Dr. Loomis from the first movie, which is his site, which is Michael Myers' psychiatrist, is still trying to help Lori out the whole time. And in the end of two, they actually turn on a whole bunch of oxygen tanks and they blow Michael Myers up and Loomis goes with them. And we think it's all over and done for, Um, which, sure, why not? It's over. And we get Halloween 3, which (laughs) I think I'm going to let Tim explain this one because I think Tim really enjoyed it. It's the best movie. And I say this completely unironically. I want to agree with you that it is a really good movie. But as a Halloween movie yeah, a, in the franchise, a, terrible. Yeah, I would, yeah. Um, but as a separate standalone movie, it was originally great. not even supposed to be a continuation because um, John Carpenter was like, I don't really. John Carpenter didn't have anything to do with two, to be fair. So after the first one, he was like, Yeah, I think the story is good as where it left off, but the studios were like, Nah, we want more. As studios do. And so they made two. And then the studio, either the director who took over or someone was like, oh, I want to make a. Okay, this one was produced by John Carpenter, it looks like. Um, yeah, he did produce it. He was he like, oh, I'll come, ba- I'll come back if you let me make it into like an anthology series of different stories that take place on Halloween. And it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. That's, and he did make it. That was That's Halloween 3, where it's about... Like, uh, it's about the Silver Shamrock Novelties Company is making trick-or-treat masks that... Oh my... I forgot about this plot point. I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for it. it the basic thing of the movie is there's the Silver Shamrock Novelties Company, and they're making all these really popular Halloween masks. And something's up with them, and no one's sure what. And it turns out that, A, the Silver Shamrock Novelties Company has androids who are men in black who are, like, going after people who dig too deep. And B, every of the masks has a piece of Stonehenge in it in a microchip that will trigger when this certain commercial plays to, like, melt children's heads. Uh, Don't forget that the owner of the company is a warlock. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. You're correct. <laughs> this was a very... Um... And he's also, at the end of the movie, incinerated by the Stonehenge rune that he was using to control the masks. 
oh, this movie's so goofy and, like, weird, but that's why I love it. It was honestly, like, it's a pretty good watch. So, like, if you're looking for Michael Myers, don't watch it. But, like, if you're looking for, like, a pretty good, like, horror sci-fi movie... Yes. I would definitely give it a watch. It's a decent movie, and everyone's like, oh, it's so bad. It's like, well, don't go into it expecting Michael Myers, and then you'll be fine. It's a weird, like, not great movie, but it's still pretty good, I think. People just, I don't know, people just going into it with an expectation of, oh, it's going to be a continuation of the Michael Myers story. Instead of, because I don't think they told anyone that it wasn't going to be. Uh they just like they just dropped it on the public. They're like, "Oh, hey, here's here's another one of those movies you guys like." Everybody's like, yeah. "No, it's yeah. not." What, what do you What do you mean? Yeah, this is a movie about androids and Stonehenge runes that melt children into snakes and spiders that kill everyone around them. I mean, yeah, and like. I guess like they didn't really market it to be like, "Hey, Michael Myers is in it." Because you, you look at the movie screen and it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Like, I would not pick it up and be like, oh, let's see Michael Myers go at it again. It's like, I don't know. I mean, the movie ends with, like, not a cliffhanger, but, like, it's not a good, happy ending. Like, the main character is, like, trying to call... Like I said, the masks are triggered by this, like, commercial that plays. And... The commercial starts playing at the end of the movie, and the main character is calling the uh, channel to try and get it turned off, and it doesn't happen. So, no, and then it the cuts. Yeah, like, and it's killing like these masks kill like a bunch of people. Exactly. It just like melts their brains. But a, I so know, I like this movie a lot. So it. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not a bad movie. It is a good movie. Just not yeah. a great Halloween movie. So yeah, I would I would tend to agree. To move back, um, I think the production agency or something realized, hey, we should probably bring Michael Myers back. So they brought back Halloween Four, the Return of Michael Myers. It's <laughs> right in the name, so he's got to be in it, right? Wrong. So no, he is actually in it. Um, Dang it. I know. Boy. I kind of set you up for disaster there. But, um, over. this one, Lori's gone. Um, her and her husband actually have an off screen death, uh, where they die in an auto crash. And they have a, we open up on her daughter, who was also born off screen, and she's like six or seven. And she's been adopted by another family. And Jason, or no, fuck, I knew I was going to do that. Michael Ooh, Myers. You first. Yes, Michael we Myers. We talked about this before we started that one of us was going to do it, and I'm glad it wasn't me. I, I knew I was going to do it, and I was trying so hard. <laughs> so Michael Myers, um, he's like all wrapped up in bandages and shit. And he's in a paramedic's van. And they're talking about how Lori just died and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, shit, she's got a daughter. And he fucking presses his thumb 
straight into one of the paramedics' heads. Oh, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, it's nuts. It's actually like it's actually fun. pretty good makeup. It is. Um, and then kills the other one, gets out, and he returns to go back to the Myers house, and he's gonna finish what he started. Yeah, they retconned the um, they retconned the the ending of Halloween too to be oh he didn't actually die in this he was in a coma for 10 years yeah he was so, like they kind of uh, set it up like he was still in the psychiatric oh, or oh, just you don't like, like retcons queen strap in bud you, you're in for a treat it's like oh nope we're changing the story to fit our needs halloween the halloween series is the ultimate like notorious retcon series yes we are going to get into that. So, he goes after his daughter, or after Lori's daughter, um, over and over again. They have this weird psychic link with one another where yeah. she keeps seeing him in his dreams and stuff and all this crap. The new family, she's got like a stepsister, and she helps Jamie, who's Lori's uh, daughter, Get away. Everything's all good. They kill Jason. Oh, my God. <laughs> they kill Michael again. They actually blow him up with dynamite <laughs> this time. Um, but the weird twist at the end is uh, Jamie's new stepmom goes to draw her a bath. And we get this POV shot. Pretty similar to the first one. Where... Uh, Michael Myers goes to kill his sister, and Jamie uh, murders her stepmom with a pair of scissors in a clown costume, just like Michael Myers. I think it's implied that she's, like, possessed by his spirit because of their weird psychic link. It is implied in the next movie, Halloween 5, where Loomis um, comes to figure out this whole psychic link that they have. And he implies really heavily that because of the psychic link, Michael Myers caused her to kill her stepmother. Because she's having these, like, really violent reactions every time Michael Myers is killing people in this movie. She knows he's killing people in this movie. She actually goes mute because of it and has all this psychological damage. And so it's really heavily implied that, like, he has this really big influence over her, and she has influence over him to an extent. So, yeah. Um, let's see. So, that movie plays out pretty much like the other ones. I mean, they all play out pretty much the same. Michael's not dead. He's coming back. He's stalking people. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do some looking into the why things are the way they are. Oh, then Doctor Loomis is gonna kill Michael again. Well, this time um, they don't technically like kill Michael. Uh, they get him in custody in the in a jail cell, and a weird, mysterious man in all black walks in with a suitcase. There's a huge explosion in the police station. The cell is blown open, and Michael Myers is gone. We have no idea who this guy is, but he just helped him escape. 
So that's where we left. We have that. We have um, Jamie just bawling her eyes out, walking through the scene, and we're done. Then we go to Halloween uh, 6. <laughs> Halloween 6 is where things really get goofy. Uh-huh. Yes, especially, um, well, yeah, it gets really goofy, but the coolest part to me is that this is actually Paul Rudd's first, uh, movie, like first credited movie that he's ever been in. I forgot about that. Yes. I knew he was in it, but I forgot that it was his, like, first movie. Yes, and he's playing Tommy, which is the boy that Laurie actually babysat in the first movie. Oh, yeah, it's his, like, first main, like, main role movie, I guess. He was in Clueless before this, but... Yeah, but he he's pretty much the main character in this movie. Um, and he plays Tommy, who, like I said, was the boy that she, that Laurie um, babysat. And he has this crazy fascination with Michael Myers now. Wow, it's almost like there's another slasher movie... That has almost the exact same thing with almost the exact same character name. Wild. <laughs> it's like they repeat this cycle like, like over and over again. I think it was Friday 3 where they introduced Tommy Jarvis. It was like, oh, his sister was killed in the original. Or in Hollow- and he did that or... No, it wasn't even 4. Because uh... 2 was the first one with Jason and then 3 was the 3D one. So yeah, I think four. it was four because then doesn't he be doesn't he start killing people? And in one of them, it might not be four, but it might be five. Yeah, he like actually like has a mental breakdown and he starts yeah. killing people as Jason. Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll talk about that next Halloween. But <laughs> um or like next week. Who knows? I don't care. I don't know when the next Friday the thirteenth is. Uh, I think it's in December. There's one in December. Oh. Yeah, so we could do it in December. Stay tuned. Yeah, there you go. So, we um, open up. We meet Tommy. We also get to see Jamie, who is grown up and pregnant. It's also very heavily implied that it's Michael's baby. Oh. Yeah. And Michael... If you didn't catch it before, is her uncle. We also yeah, get to see the mysterious man in black again. Much like uh, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> so you could say this baby is the second coming of uh, whatever the weird druid demon is. Well, it's Spoilers. funny. Well, it's it's funny that you brought up druids because. The man in black leads a cult of druids in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we get to figure out who the mysterious man in black is. Um, Loomis comes back, who has died in every movie so far, (laughs) is assumed to be dead. That, yeah, I was really confused for a second. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean when they... I don't really Sorry. know anything about the Halloween series. So after you said Loomis died after getting blown up with the oxygen and then the next movie started talking about him again, I was like, wait, yeah, what? 
That's what I mean oh, when no. they say they retcon everything in this movie. Yeah, he movies. keeps coming back every time. He is just as persistent as Michael Myers. He is the yin to the yang. Uh, kind of. It is heavily implied that Loomis is the light to the dark and Michael throughout the series. I don't, know if that was a, I don't even know if that's implied. I think that's pretty on the nose. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Like, it's pretty on when the things nose. Get settled, when things finally pay off, it's pretty like, oh, well, okay. Well, let's get to that point. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Michael kills Jamie, and it's a pretty brutal one to kill your niece in this way, but he stabs her on a piece of farm equipment and just turns it on and chops her right up. Um, Then we find out through uh, Paul Rudd playing Tommy. Ants. 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 He, uh, He finds the baby and is taking care of the baby, teams up with Loomis. They're running around trying to figure all this out, and they figure out that this cult of druids is con- somewhat controlling Michael into kill- doing all of these killings, and um, it's all for this bigger plan that they have. And yeah. I believe it's the the thorn is what they're called. Yeah. Um, well, the, the curse that they put on Michael when he was a baby is the thorn. So like they 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 basically cursed him to like he has to sacrifice his next of kin on the night of Samhain or Halloween and it's it just they're just trying to explain why Michael Myers is the way he is when they could have just left it at he's not mentally well but they're like nah druid cult druid cult they gotta give it the which I think is spice. I think it would be arguably scarier if it was just a dude who like had a mental break as a child, killed his family, and then He's just like me no like sex just kills everyone. But no, they were like, we gotta have magic. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, can't I can't say I hate this storyline, but I don't like it either. I feel like they gave. This movie Both was... too much information and not enough information. Did you know this movie was released like a week after you were born? Yes, I did. I just saw that on the Wikipedia page. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> so, um... I don't like that this movie came out the same month we were both born. That's not okay with me. Well, it needed to come out in time for Halloween. <laughs> then wait a month. <laughs> but uh so anyways um good old tommy he uh gets a stop he kills michael supposedly gets away and we're kind of left on this um like cliffhanger which there's two different versions to the ending of this movie there's the director's cut and then the theatrical cut the theatrical cut cuts to them getting away safely, Loomis going in to finish the job to go kill Michael Myers for good, and all you hear when the credits roll is Loomis screaming, 
We don't know why. We assume Michael's still alive. But if you watch the director's cut, we figure out why, which um, Loomis walks back in, sees the man in black laying there. The man in black grabs Loomis and converts their little seal that they have for their cult to him, making Loomis, instead of killing Michael, forcing him to protect Michael for as long as he lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the end of that story arc. Um, fun fact, uh, the next time they made a movie was three years later, and they reset the story. Yeah. What so a surprise. They retconned it. So wow. That, uh, <laughs> Lori was alive. Yes. He's fucking getting me. Yep. So I think they even say that she she faked, faked her, her own death. death. Yes, yes, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. They so they reset the story. They decided to ignore the entire arc. So right after the second movie, on to the sixth movie, is just thrown out the window. They're done. You don't even think about them. They're not real. Uh, they're not. Lori is once again with the protagonist. Uh, she has a son. Her husband, I believe, is dead or gone. I don't really remember that part. Um, then, yeah, she faked her own death. Uh, I believe Loomis is actually does actually die in this one. Uh, We're forgetting the part where Michael kills JGL, but... There's a part in the beginning of the movie where um, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens. Michael breaks into like one of Loomis's old co-workers' house to find a, the file on Lori. Oh, that's the uh, that's the nurse. Yeah, because it's shown yeah. it's shown that Loomis actually died of natural causes. I remember now. Yeah, he died of like old age or something. Yeah. And then it was his nurse from the retirement home, I think. And then. She, he, yeah, he breaks so he breaks into this woman's house to find a file on Lori, kills the woman and her son Jimmy, who was played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep. Oh, this movie's so good. Which I think was one of his <laughs> first uh, movie appearances it's as well. His, he, it's one of his first like ten. He yeah. started acting in 1992, and this movie was in 1998. 98. The series just breeds stars. It does. I mean, with such stars as we'll I'll talk about later. LL Cool J. <laughs> Tim, you're getting ahead. No, but he's in this movie. I was thinking of the next movie when we were talking earlier. That's an even bigger star. LL Cool J is in the next one. Buster Rhymes. Oh, oh shit. Oh, jeez. I forgot. No. He has the top credit in this movie. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, so in this movie, yes, Lori faked her own death. Her new name is Carrie Tate, but Michael Myers doesn't give a shit, so he comes after her again. Of course, right? Um, it is 20 years after the first um, Halloween, and he's coming back, 
And her son, which is named John, gets attacked, him and his friends. And Lori's like a total badass now. And she's like completely prepared to kill him, get the job done. She ain't taking no shit this time. And she doesn't. She actually ends up at the end slicing Michael Myers' head clean off. Or so we're led to believe. So we lead into resurrection. Michael Myers is shown in the beginning of this movie to have switched outfits with one of the paramedics that was pulling him out of the house. Yeah. And. Makes sense. Yeah. So Lori actually chopped off the head of a paramedic, not Michael Myers. It's important to mention that Michael crushed the man's larynx so he couldn't speak. Yes, that is an important fact that they did. um, Because one of the big questions was, well, why didn't he just say something? And it's because of that. He crushed his larynx so he could not do anything. He could only breathe heavily like Michael Myers. So, Lori, they find this out, and they put her in a mental institution because they think she's gone crazy. And Michael Myers once again shows up. But Lori, knowing a thing or two about the whole Michael Myers thing, has not been taking her medication, been spitting it out, putting it away. So, she is completely there up top when he comes in. She sets a trap for him. She's about to kill him, but she is left with this overwhelming urge to make sure it's Michael this time Mm -hmm. that she goes to pull off his mask. He grabs her and stabs her, then lets her go off of a building. And that's the end of Lori in this movie. But even if she took his mask off, how would she know what he looks like? Uh, she saw him in the first movie, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, don't see it, okay. but she does. Yeah. Which but is, that was how many years ago? It was 20 like years before this. Yeah. So you see somebody, I mean, I guess, I guess well, his yeah, face probably would be 30. imprinted. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let that one slide. We'll let that one slide. It's fine. <laughs> and And she's... I don't know. He would somewhat have to look like her since they're brother and sister. So, I don't know. But anyways, it takes a crazy turn in this movie. And this is probably why the biggest reason why people hate this movie is because Lori's killed off within like the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. The rest of the movie is actually a reality show. They cast... um, (laughs) A bunch of, like, young adults to go into the Myers house to film a paranormal video. Um, But Michael's been living in the house. He's been eating rats and living in a kind of sewer thing that's connected to the basement. So he just starts picking them off one by one. How many rats do you think it would take to fill up his stomach? He's, He's a, a pretty big, big dude. guy. He's a huge dude. I can't imagine one rat would be that filling. Well, there was a lot of rats. If you watched it, he's been eating rats 
the whole time. Oh, just as soon snacking. as he, yeah, he's been snacking. Okay, all right, I got you. Um, but yeah, this movie is has um two people. It has uh, Tyra Banks in it, <laughs> who dies a pretty gruesome death. She bleeds a lot. Like people have made comments that she bleeds too much in this movie. And I don't then, remember how he how what the kill is, but um, I know she's like hanging. Say. I know that she was like hanging when it happened. Like he hung her up, but I think she he just stabbed her. But um, hello, Cool J's in this, <laughs> and yeah. he dons the iconic trick or treat motherfucker line in this movie. And goes kind of kung fu on Michael Myers' ass and starts just beating the shit out of him with a pole or a broken shovel, the pole off a broken shovel, and starts doing like Taekwondo and <laughs> apparently kills him. LL yeah. He's the only man who could stand up to him. It's the only one. So that brings us to the end of the second story. Technically third, if you count Halloween 3 being its own thing. Um, The next adaptations are the Rob Zombies, which there really isn't a whole lot to talk about with them because... We forgot to mention that at the end of Halloween Resurrection, Michael wakes up again. Oh yeah. Like they kill him, he says he's, you know, taken to the morgue, and then he wakes up again. But they yeah. never did anything with that. So. Nope. No, because it did so bad. Because <sighs> it did so well. Stop. But like I was saying, there's not a whole lot to say about the Rob Zombie movies. I personally liked them a whole lot. Um but a lot of people don't like them. They are pretty close to the first and second Halloween movies. Kind of updated quite a bit. The only difference is that they give a lot more backstory into who Michael Myers was before he had a mental break. And I know a lot of people didn't like that because it makes Michael Myers more like relatable so they gave you backstory from when before he was six. He well, in, this in this movie, movie. He, yeah, this movie he's ten and he's being bullied like immensely and starts doing the whole serial killer thing where he starts killing animals yeah, and stuff. They, they, I'm pretty sure he kills like a, bu- like a school bully in this movie. He wets yes. the bed. And... Yeah, so he they're like giving all these animals. Yeah. They're giving all this backstory, and a lot of people didn't like that part, which I'm indifferent, but they made claims that it kind of like seems like they're trying to get you to like Michael Myers, and you don't want to. Like, he's a bad guy. He's a serial killer. He's a monster. So that's the biggest flaws in that movie, but other than that, it pulls a lot of inspiration from 
the original movies. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's pretty much a retelling of the first movie, but with modern-ish twist, even though I'm pretty sure it's still set in the 70s. Yeah. I think it's, like, more so set... Yeah, it's still set in the 70s, but it's, like, us thinking back on the 70s, like, what we remember. Yeah. There's, like, porn stashes everywhere, and... Yeah, there is. And, um... Was gonna say something, and I do not... Oh! The only other thing is the body count's quite a bit higher, um, and the goriness went up quite a bit, which... Oh, yeah. You kind of can't blame a guy for doing that, because... I mean, no, horror movies just have to keep getting more and more gory, yeah. or else they're just going to get boring. I feel like Saw 2 changed the genre. Yeah. Like, after Saw 2, and... I mean, I think feel like the mid to late 2000s, there was a huge, like, gore boom in, in horror movies, and they were like, we got to just... Which, it influenced... Be as bloody and gory as possible. Yeah, which, like, instead of breaking off into its own genre, it almost influenced all the other horror genres as well. Where, like, slasher films, yeah, people died pretty gory deaths, but there wasn't an overabundance. And then they ramped it up after that, where there was that big, like, big surge of like, hey, we gotta be gory, we gotta have a bunch of people die. And they really didn't need to, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think it's a good movie in and of itself. Um, There are scenes that I kind of don't care for, but... I wouldn't say by any means it's a bad movie. I just think it's different. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah. And I, I, I would say it's a good movie if you can look past the fact that it's based on an existing property. For a retelling of a story, they didn't do a terrible job. They've done... Some movies, they retell them, and they are just god-awful. This like one the, did decent. I was trying to think of one, but I think people actually do like the Friday the 13th remake. I, I'm not no, sure. No, they don't. <laughs> Which upsets me, because Jared Padalecki from Supernatural's in it, and I like him a lot. I feel like I've seen some people say, oh, it's it's okay. It's not that bad. The problem with that movie is that they took the first three movies and jammed it into one movie. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. It, and, it has a 28% yeah. from critics and 4.8 audience score on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. I liked it a lot, but like, if you compare it to the original movies, it is trash. Yeah, it also ignores the fact that Jason's mother was the antagonist in the first movie. It, like, completely ignores that. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think I've ever actually seen it, that movie all the way through, but... Yeah. I have it if you want to borrow it. I don't. <laughs> well, um, have we gotten through the first remake? 
I'm not... uh, yeah. So I, th- uh, I feel like we'd basically touched on it. It's basically the first story that we already talked about, but with more gore and better yeah. film quality. Yeah. So now we're coming back to another reboot slash not retelling, oh, just about... a reboot. Are we talking about Halloween 2 or no? No. Well, I'm kind of just lumped Halloween 1 and 2 together. Oh, we forgot. I did, oh, do you know about the alternate ending to Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie? No, I do not. Well, at the end of the original like cut, um, I don't remember what they call her in this movie. Lori Strode. Yeah, it's still Lori. Slash yeah. Angel Myers. Um, she kills Michael and then like walks out with his mask. And... In the alternate, in the then they take her away to a psychiatric ward, kind of repeating the cycle. But in the alternate cut, the cops just shoot her because they think she's they think she's Michael. Oh my god! I mean, and it's like, okay. okay. I mean, that ends the cycle, I guess. Yeah, that's not a bad ending. It's a interesting one to choose, I guess, though. I feel like if he knew he wasn't going to do a third one, he should have put that in. Just end it right there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would agree that if he... Because there was a planned third one, and then it got canceled. But, um, yo, what? Did you know that Weird Al Yankovic was in this movie as himself? Um, no, I did not. I did. Neither did I until I was looking through the cast. I don't remember that. I, yeah, I, um, hmm. Okay. I don't remember that either. But I guess he is. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. My problem with Weird Al is that when he's in a role, like in a movie, I don't realize it's him until later. That's fair. Like, he just has, like, one of those kind of, like, his his generic face, like, is just so, like, forgettable to me. Like, when he's in makeup and stuff in his videos, I could pick him out of a crowd, but his just normal face, it it's too generic to me. Yeah, I don't know. I... I feel like I've seen that movie, and I don't. I if you told me he was in it, like I just did, I I don't remember it happening. But I guess according to Wikipedia, he was. But maybe someone just slipped that into Wikipedia. I mean, maybe I he wanted a film that. credit. <laughs> Fair enough. All so, right. Um, well, that brings us to the newest movie, which came out last year, which I'm going to be upfront about. I have not seen yet. And I really neither, need to see it. Neither have I. And the reason why I need to see it is that there are two more movies in the making. Um, this movie, like much of the other movies, ha- was left very wide open. They bring back um, Jamie Lee Curtis again. But this movie picks up 40 years after the first movie and ignores everything after the first movie all those other movies are gone forget about them not even the second one so like now we come in jamie lee curtis has been 
preparing for Michael to come back at some point. So she is turned into this survivalist woman. She has two she has a daughter and a granddaughter. Both who she has also trained in survivalist tactics. And the three square off against Michael Myers, who is triggered when he goes when he's at a psychiatric ward, he gets triggered by two podcasters. Oh shit. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So between this movie and Tusk, we probably should never go interview people for this podcast. Is he a podcaster in, in Tusk? I guess. Yes. I forgot about that plot point. Yep. So these two podcasters do die. Um they're the first kills because Michael Myers breaks out, goes and kills him, gets his mask back. Goes straight for uh, Lori again, and now her daughter and granddaughter. Well, the three fight off against him. They get him locked into a basement where they then proceed to light the whole place on fire. Um, he is never seen in the fire sequences after that. And when the credits roll, you can hear like heavy breathing and during the credits. So it's assumed that he's still alive. And it would make sense because the directors originally had a thought to film Halloween and Halloween 2 in this story arc back to back. But they pushed back the production for the next movie. Because they wanted to make sure people liked this story arc first before proceeding. <laughs> Which, with all the other story arcs, I can kind of understand. So, we are set up to at least get one more. Um, maybe Apparently, two. we're set up for two. Yeah. Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Yeah, so I'm not holding out for the second one but there's definitely the um the first one the halloween kills i that one's getting filmed currently so we should see that one but um this yeah. one kind of explores michael myers a little bit more um subtly where he is much much gorier and ruthless in his kills where his body count um, is higher than the first two Halloween movies combined in this, in this movie. But we do see that he um, has standards shockingly for a psychopath where when he breaks out of a men the mental patient or mental hospital transportation bus. He doesn't kill any of the other mental patients. And there's also a baby in one scene where a lot of people were terrified that he was going to kill this baby. He doesn't kill babies either. So I guess he has some kind of standards. Yeah. I don't know. 
either he has standards or the filmmakers just didn't uh, didn't have the balls. Yeah, that's true. There is another thing that they didn't have the balls for is an alternate ending that they were supposed to have. Um, so the marketing was really heavy that Lori was finally going to kill Michael Myers forever in this and be done. Well, that didn't happen per se, but in the original alternate ending, she does kill Michael Myers, like for good, completely dead, but his psychiatric doctor finds the mask, puts it on, and takes up the mantle, (laughs) and then in the next two movies, he was going to start going after her daughter and her granddaughter. Michael Myers is Batman. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the I haven't seen these movies, the new one, the newest one, and obviously I haven't seen the, the sequels because they're not out yet. But they were wildly, heard good they things. were wild, wildly liked. Like a lot of people liked these movies. Or this movie that came out. So I do see us getting another one. And I get it why they would make another one. But I wish they would have finally put a cap on Laurie's story arc. And Michael Myers's, And done. honestly, I wish they would have done the alternate ending. Fair enough, fair enough. Because I, then uh... it would have gave us a new generation kind of thing to look at, look forward to. Yeah, I just, so long as it's not like, uh, I watched Jigsaw recently, and the twist of that, I don't mind spoiling it because it's really bad, is that the killer in this movie was Jigsaw's protege 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, and it's like, he's continuing his work. Hacksaw. Yes. No, but he's like some like engineer or like doctor who helps him make the original bear trap helmet from two, I think. And it's just goofy in all kinds of ways. I heard that that movie had some pretty decent scenes, but the pretty decent kills. But the but yeah, the storyline was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like two consecutive storylines put together. Yeah, that you're supposed to think is kind of happening consecutively, but then you find out that, oh, this one happened ten years ago. That's just and it's stupid. Just, there's even a part that I thought they were setting up for, for the twist to be, oh, this character survived the game and became the, the antagonist. Because th- there's a character in the 10 years ago thing where he's... Never mind. Anyway. Huh. I thought they were setting up a different ending, and that didn't pay off. And then the ending that did happen, well, I was just like, this is dumb. I think that movie was marked down as one of um, What Cultures, which is one of the YouTube channels I watch, one of their top 10 um, bad decisions in a horror movie. Was do yeah, end it the way that they did? It, 
because it could have been a good movie. It. Like they explained, like this could have been a really good movie if they would have went with original ideas, but they like yeah. changed shit and they ruined it. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was decent in the way that Saw movies are decent, where you're like, "Ooh, there's gonna be kills," and then the storyline was just a pile of poopy, and I didn't like it. So that's all I'll say about that. Well, all right. Well, I don't know if you guys have any closing comments on our topic today, but I think that Not wraps really. up everything I have. My notes are empty now. Um, yeah. So I hope everyone enjoyed all the frights that we had for you tonight. I know that I'm being really punny, but Uh so might have gave you a little bit of an insight into the biggest horror franchises like to date. It is huge. Um, It's been marked as one of the beginning of the slasher genres. So if you haven't seen any of these, start at one for sure. Because once you hit one, you can go into any story arc that you have found decent today. Uh, there's the the newest one. I would definitely recommend that one because that is overly liked by everyone. Other than that, stick with the original one because it's pretty freaking goofy towards the end. So you might at least get some laughs and you'll see Paul Rudd. <laughs> So, I don't know what your guys' recommendation would be for that. I feel like I had a good one and I forgot it. I got a basic bitch one this week. I'm just going to recommend... Pumpkin Spice Lattes? Nah. Nah, I'm just going to recommend, even though we talked about it last week, I'm going to recommend you go play uh, that new Call of Duty. Oh, God, yes. Because, uh... That game has taken over my fucking life, man. You know, I didn't write this down as my recommendation because I knew that there was a chance that you were going to say that. (laughs) Um, I have not played online yet. I've heard it's amazing. I did not have time this week, so I'm going to try to jump on there tomorrow morning. See, it's, it's funny. Me and John have the opposite experiences. I haven't touched the campaign. The campaign's so good. Did I almost I thought about doing it again. Shooting the baby again or just a campaign? No. I never shot the baby. You don't have to shoot the baby, by the way. I know you don't have you should to shoot the baby. But the me the the gaming journalism media was like, it's it's too easy. It's too easy. No, to shoot it's the actually baby. not because I know. Um one of my coworkers and me were talking about this and he played through that mission twice. And he didn't realize there was a baby until the second playthrough. Like, just it's didn't realize loud. that there was even a baby in the in the house that you're raiding. How, like, a no judgment on this guy, this person, but like that that baby is super loud. It really isn't when you're like fucking chucking grenades like, and shooting and stuff. And, like, you're more focused on the mission at hand. Yeah, rather I guess than someone that, because I didn't notice hand. the baby at first either. I guess as someone who's only watched it secondhand, where my main focus was like the subtitles and not so much the gameplay. Yeah, I didn't honestly like if you play through it, if you don't know what you're looking for or what you're hearing for, you don't pay attention. 
granted, it is really easy to kill civilians. I will say that because you will bust into rooms and if you are trigger happy, you will kill civilians. But there's ways around it. You know, check your targets before you hit them. Personally, I don't. So I end up just massacring mass amounts of people on accident. I feel bad about it. I will say that. Oh, I know what my recommendation is going to be. Perfect. What is it, Tim? Check out a channel on YouTube that I've been watching pretty much all day today before we started recording called Quentin Reviews. And it's not spelled the same way that our good friend here, Quentin's name is. It has an O instead of an E. Uh-huh. Quinton. But he does like, um, you know, old film reviews, or he'll talk, not old film, but like kind of films that we grew up with, or uh, he does a lot of like commentary on like certain groups of people on the internet, or like conspiracy theories. He had a, like a, I watched a 40 minute thing he did on uh, the Paul is Dead conspiracy. Just a good time. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. I've been looking for good stuff to listen to and watch. So, um, my recommendation for this week, like I said earlier, was Green Room. Um, I really like, I can't get over it. I know I just like watched it and I'm getting through these movies that I've been meaning to watch. So that's probably going to be my recommendations, but it's good. Dude, I love Green Room. I think I'm not sure if I said it already. I'm getting a little tired, but it's such a fucking good movie. The like the, the gore he... to suspense ratio yes. is awesome. Like the scene where Anton Yelchin's character puts on face paint and then just goes, "I'm Odin himself, motherfucker," and guns a guy down. Yes, it's so good because he's just like a he's just a fucking average schmo, but then he's just like. Someone was like, oh, we have to... I think it was him, even. He's like, we have to treat this like it's real war because they're treating like it's like it's real war. Well, originally, yeah, he's like, we have to treat, the, we have to treat this like paintball. And everyone's yeah, like, and what he, the hell do you mean? But he literally just he almost me, had his hand yeah, cut yeah, off. Yeah. So he's like talking nonsense. And then finally he gets a chance to explain it. He's like, no, we have to treat this like war. So, yeah. And he tells this, like, story about how he was paintballing against, like, former veteran, like, actual veterans. And he's like, they treated this like, they knew what it, exactly what, it, what to do, and, like, they had the tactics, and they were in... Um, but they won in one round because his friend just went berserker mode and, like, charged them, and they didn't expect it. So he's like, that's what we have to do here, because... <laughs> and they did, and they got out. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Not without a really fucked up wrist, but they got out. Eh, go check it out to see what they uh, what they lost in the outcome. But <laughs> anyways, that leads us over to plugs. So Quentin, you go first this week. You can find me on twitter.com forward slash Applebee's is okay. Um, you can catch me on the Backdash podcast. Fun little week in review entertainment podcast that mm-hmm. Timothy and I do, along with our friend Alex and sometimes our friend Brandon. That's a very big sometimes. He's um, a, oh, sorry. Uh, he's he's like a one in five episodes guy. 
<laughs> Every now and then we'll get him on. So he's a busy man. Um, let's see. This week, for my one letter a week, I'm going to say T. I don't know if I've done it or not, but eventually we'll get there. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So my plugs, like I said earlier, um, me, Carly, and Joey just started the Nightmare Notes, uh, premiered on Halloween, and we're probably going to start uploading on Saturdays. So you can check us out then. It's like going to be creepy stories, uh, serial killer stuff, like true crime. So it'd probably be a pretty good thing to like listen to your friends on a Saturday night to creep them out. So that's our plan. Uh, you can also check me out on Instagram, which is John Mergenthaler. I don't feel like spelling it out every week, so just go check out the end of one of our other episodes and try to figure it out. Ooh, I put it in the description and I hyperlink it. You don't have to type anything out. I'm sorry, what? I put the... Uh... I type it out every week in our description. Well, I don't anymore. I used to. But now I just hyperlink it to the page. Oh, perfect. You're so awesome. everything, all of our plugs are now clickable instead of copy and paste links. You're the best. I didn't know that our platform could do it until I saw the little link button. Cool. Well, like you guys heard from Tim... Go hit the hyperlinks, and you can check us out even faster. You don't even have to type it in. Check us out on a series of tubes. You can also check out Tim on uh, on weeknights on camgirl.com. Um, please, I'm sponsored by Camversity, and I would appreciate it if you plug the correct website. All right. Well... Yeah, go check out Tim on Cam Girl, and we will catch you guys next week.